it seems that Steve is selecting, I think, that politically correct songs today, a Christmas song. So thank you so much for that lovely rendition. I do want to hear some politically incorrect songs tomorrow. How does that sound? Did, I just did you want to see be a little there's rebel. A, there's a radio station. I can't remember where it is, but they're playing Baby It's Cold Outside like over and over and over again. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's jump in here. Uh, you know, people work hard for their money. Yes. And it and seems when they raise taxes, and it seems like uh, politicians, bureaucrats, special interests—they're all trying to figure out ways to get their hands on your wallet. Mm-hmm. And, and back about businesses. what was it, the early '90s, the people of Colorado, 1992. Pa- okay, they passed. They passed an amendment. They said, "Now we just expect you, politicians and bureaucrats and special interests, to have some good manners. If you want to raise taxes, ask us." And if, and then we're going to give you a formula because we want to keep government someone in check. And so the formula, Josh, well, Joshua Scharf in studio, expert on this. What is that formula? All right. So this is the, you're talking about the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, and uh-huh. that's called TABOR is the, the short version of the, 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 the acronym for that. And so there were two, there were several moving parts to that, but you hit the first one. If you're going to raise general taxes, income tax, sales tax, property tax, anything like that, ask first. And then the other half of it is that you can only keep, eat from year to year, inflation plus plus population. The growth uh, Makes of sense the, the, to me. the previous year's base, okay, the previous year's re- returns, and then inflation plus population. That, uh, that keeps government from growing out of control. And it also means that you ought to be able to do what you did last year on inflation plus population. And then if you want to do more then justify it and go to people and, 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 and ask them to ask them to raise. And population, I mean, that's a big... We've got so many people moving to Colorado right now. Just look at the, the traffic. So, But it makes that, that adjustment. <laughs> it makes that adjustment. Right. It right. says if population grows... And, taxes. But man, I, I... And, you know, I was on city council of Lone Tree uh, for four years, and I, I went on to that, and I, I really thought that, you know, the mantra of the Republican Party of lower taxes, lower regulations, it took me a minute when I started to realize that there are not only Democrats that that want to get rid of Tabor or, you know, kind of defang it, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word. But there's Republicans also. And why, oh, yeah. you know, I, I was surprised to learn that. And so there was a parting shot by Governor Hickenlooper that he wants to try to to um, marginalize Tabor before he gets out of office. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so Tabor, we mentioned, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We'll go back over it briefly because it's, it kind of can be a little complicated, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll go over it briefly. The, it interacts with something called the Gallagher Amendment, which was passed in 1982. What happened was we saw what went on in uh, California with people getting priced out of their, their homes, especially older people on fixed incomes getting priced out of their homes by the property tax increases as the values increased. Their income was staying the same, but they needed to pay more and more each year on property taxes just to stay in their home. So a guy named Howard Jarvis led the famous tax revolt there as Prop 13. This was in 1979, made national news, mm-hmm. and uh, it made news here in Colorado. And so Dennis Gallagher, who's still around, by the way, who was a Democratic state, uh, state senator, I think, um, wanted a, put in a measure that would basically limit uh, the personal property taxes that as 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 uh, it would keep the the balance between business uh, commercial property tax and residential property tax the same so as these things went up as as valuations went up um, then your your own uh, your own assessment that is the the, the assessment that you were going to be actually be paying on your property tax on would go down so that you would not be priced out of your home you wouldn 't see this rise. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Tabor interacts with that. And so the argument here that Hickenlooper was using is that uh, what's happening is that rural areas that haven't seen this run up in property values are getting starved of money. And so we need to fix this problem. We need to have the courts fix this problem. And I thought it was kind of a cowardly thing to do. He had eight years. This was not a new issue. Mm-hmm. And he's then, you know, throws it to the courts at the end of his term. Doesn't ask people. Doesn't this is after the election. Doesn't make it an election issue. Doesn't go to the people with a pro- with a proposal. Instead, wants the courts to clean this and, up. And he's appointed a lot of these judges. Yes. I, I just... Anyway, that's a way that's just a little point that I'd like to make. Unfortunately, they said no. Keep this in mind. Because wait, wait, wait what? Yeah, the Supreme Court said no, they're not going to deal with this. That's a political question. It's not an issue that they, they, they it's not their job when there are when when, when this happens to, to fix this. So th- did this happen since the last time we talked yes. with you? Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, OK, well, then that's pretty darn awesome. So now what's going to happen then? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, <laughs> I just have to tell you, a, a listener just uh, messaged us listening to our talk about Tabor and said soon they'll change Tabor, T-A-B-O-R, to Tober, T-O-B-O-R, taxpayers' optional bill of rights. They'll have the option to decide if we get any rights. Tober. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's more truth than that. There is. But this is good news. Well, hats off to the Supreme Court. Good yeah, no, it was good. It was good for them. To, to, it's rare for the courts to say this is not our problem, but they but they did that. Uh, so what will probably happen is that this will come up in the legislature. There's a special legislative, not not a special legislative committee that that didn't have the power to vote, but but sort of had the power to recommend. And so it was a, it was a, a committee that was appointed off session to look at this and come up with several recommendations to how to try to resolve this issue. Uh, and we will probably see some attempt. To turn this into a uh, to turn this into a, an initiative, uh, a, ref- a referred measure to amend the constitution in some way to kind of, and we will probably tweak Gallagher rather than Tabor. They w- they will probably find some way to adjust Gallagher uh, rather than Tabor. Now, at Independence, we think the whole thing is unnecessary because Gallagher offers a way out. Gallagher says you you in a district have the ability to get yourself out from under this if you want to. You can say stop adjusting the mill levy downward. If it's, it's, if it's starving your fire department of the ability to, to of the money that it needs to put out fires, you can you can as a district vote to do that. You can vote uh, as a, as a as a school district to to keep property to keep the mill levy at a certain level. You could keep it. You could in fact vote to have it float in the other direction if you wanted to, as as uh, as the general mill levy for the state mill levy comes down. You have the ability to have the the rate that you're charged locally go up. So do so you people, could vote to do this. And, people and yeah. could vote to do that. And they have, you know, in the last election, there were about a hundred measures, or, oh, I'm sorry, about 120 measures statewide to de-gallegorize. You know, we talk about de-brucing. This is to de-gallegorize and over a hundred of them passed. And this is because the, 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 the rural districts went and they made the cases to their voters. We need this money. I and, love and, the fact and, you and have to make we, the case. You have to, and you have to make the case to them. And they, they did that, and they and people agreed to do that. There's no need for the state to tweak this thing. It, you know, ultimately what it is is that they want more and more taxes. And <laughs> <You> uh, <think? laughs> this goes back to the Thomas Sowell quote that we just – I mentioned. When you want to help the people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, government, then you tell them what you think that they want to hear. And so they're going to – you know, they're going to figure out a way to try to, to message this. So what's the fight? What is the fight that we have coming down the, the pike here that we're going to need to be – aware of what do you think joshua uh well like i say i think what will happen is there will be some recommendation in the state legislature to to uh, either weaken gallagher either uh have it done on a county by county basis which which might not be such a bad thing uh or 
have it done on a regional basis. So you divide the state up into rural and urban and suburban areas and have those kind of float independently. So rural areas don't get, um, don't, don't see, they're going to see their, their uh, property values rise more slowly. Uh, so they, they would be treated differently. Uh, and, and that, again, this would be something that people would vote on. That's not an entirely, um, entirely irrational response to this. Um, but then there are other, other proposals that are, that are perhaps more draconian. So you want to keep an eye on, on what exactly comes out of the legislature. Again, we don't think there's any need to adjust this at all. People locally know what's best for them, and they already have the option to suspend this if they want to. And the only way for them to do this is to take to give it to a vote of the people. If you want to amend the Constitution, the only way to do that is to is to is to refer a measure to the to a vote of the people. Require 55 percent to pass. Okay. Rolling up my sleeves, this is going to be fun. 2019, we got, and you know what? You've you've given me heart. The Supreme Court actually said no on this, and I love the. People are out there. They're trying to limit government. That's one of the reasons why I love what Act 2 Blueprint Reforms is doing, Molly. Me too. Well, you mentioned uh, Article 5, and, you know, our founding fathers put Article 5 in the Constitution as an emergency lever so that if uh, government ever got too big, <laughs> how did they know? How, how did they know? Uh, well, Imagine you, that. Exactly. Uh, join us for Arvino's and Veritas Book Club <laughs> to find out what they know and uh, sign up for that at Americhicks.com. But anyways, uh, Article 5 uh, Convention of States movements, we've got Act 2 Blueprint Blueprint.org right here in Colorado. They've got five ideas to rein in big government at the federal level. And so um, they are thinking of things like enforcing the rule of law on all federal employees. That's a good one. Giving Congress a quick tool to block new regulations. That's good. Not only executive orders, but also regulations taking place by the faceless, like a bump stock bureaucrats. Uh, Um, Okay. Just uh, had to throw that in. Applying term limits on Congress and the judiciary. I got to tell you, I'm I'm not sure I'm on the judiciary. This year, okay, yeah. I know, but but let's have a conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, there's some people right now in the judiciary that are so old <laughs> that I'm wondering if they still have the mental capacity to even think about the rule of law, okay? So I'm just saying. Uh, they also want to make Congress limit. account for all claims on the federal budget. Nice. Uh, and imagine if we started the federal level and made Congress start accounting for our money, maybe the states would follow. Who knows? They, you well, know, that's why I like Tabers, the because they say you have to stay within your limits the or ask us. The idea for change from act2blueprint.org suggests we reduce the power of money in Washington, D.C. As Congressman Kim Buck has said, we've got to drain the swamp. Drain it is money-based in D.C. So I like the ideas. They've got five ideas for change. Check out act2blueprint.org. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at act2inc. Most definitely. We're going to go to break. But when we come back, Joshua Scharf. Always goes too quickly when you're in studio. Two questions that I want to ask you about taxes. We talked about paid family leave yesterday and what that would look like in Colorado. They're thinking that instead of calling it, and it might be like a payroll tax, Mm -hmm. but they call it a payroll premium. So we want to talk about languages on that. And then another thing, you know, this new rule on sales tax, uh, online sales tax, seems to me that that should have gone to a taper vote as well. So, Joshua, I want to pick your brain on that also. So, so this is the Americhicks, Molly Vogt and Kim Munson. Go to our website at Americhicks.com. Sign up for our emails. Uh, and yeah, also Facebook fun. and Twitter. Molly, you are just rocking it on uh, all the stuff you're doing on social media. And so be sure and check all that stuff out. We have one more segment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I love this song. The movie, go out and watch Chevy Chase's Christmas. 
Oh, that's true. He wanted the pole. That was the whole point. I forgot. That's right. That's where she's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And Joshua Sharp, I think he he, he looks like he remembers (laughs) that, too. So anyway, we digress. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner. And if you need to get your shopping done, several things. Check out Joshua Sharp's beautiful photo art. Uh, That would be a wonderful gift. Or the Vino and Veritas. Uh, book, book club with the Americhicks. Check that out on our website. Or a new business with Chris Cantwell. <clears throat> that could be a good thing. And be sure and and um, you know use all of our sponsors that you hear throughout our show. Be sure and patronize them. It's because of them that we get to stay on the air. We are so grateful for each of them. And so be sure and check that out. They're all on our website as well. Uh, we know them. They're great people. And so we would highly recommend that. Um, Want to jump in here, though. We're talking about Tabor, Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Uh, thank you. We actually had some good news from the Supreme Court. That's awesome. I have two questions for you. Yesterday, Joshua Sharf, we had uh, Hadley Heath Manning on with the Independent Women's Forum. Talking they about do they, phenomenal work. They They're do such great a, work. Such a, good, <clears throat> such a good organization. They really do. And and appreciate Susan Kochevar, though, pushing back on the Social Security uh, potential fix, because I think there are some questions there. So that's one of the things we do is we have civil conversations about this. But th- I push back as well. Oh, I did. Did you need a kudo? I do. Yeah. Wasn't just Susan, and just so everybody knows, Susan, don't we take were, it personally. The, the point is, the family, uh, the paid family leave act. This is the reason we're talking about this is because Colorado is considering forcing employees, every employee, regardless of whether you're married, you're going to have a kid, or you're too old, or you, whatever you decided that everybody's going to have to give to money out of their payroll. And probably the employer is going to have to pay us, pay something so that too. people get paid family leave, right, instead of just family <clears throat> leave. And um, but it seems to me, Joshua, like that should go to a vote of the people because it seems like it's a new tax to me, but they're going to try to get around it. Uh, Words matter instead of a tax, which is what it says in, in Tabor in the amendment, they've been getting around it by redefining taxes as fees. They may call this a premium. Speak to that. Yeah, it's a real problem. Uh, Part of the way that Tabor has been chipped away at over the years is exactly what you just said, where they will take something that, that clearly is a tax that's unrelated to uh, the idea behind a fee is if you use a specific service, then you pay a fee for that specific service. Uh, you go to the you go to the state parks. You have to pay uh, five, six, seven dollars, whatever the entrance fee is. And the idea is that that's directly tied to your, your use of that service and it helps fund that service. Yeah, you're that's benefiting the, from that's it. That's the idea behind a fee. Uh, what's happened, unfortunately, is that they've begun redefining uh, taxes as fees, and it becomes more and more unmoored. From the actual, you know, from the actual thing that you're using to this idea that, well, you know, you sort of want to have it around so that if you want to use it, then it'll be available, which is the definition of a tax. It's not the definition of a fee. So what's happened is the courts, uh, one, of, one of the approaches to defend against this was to go to the courts and say, well, you know, rule on this, that this that they shouldn't be doing this. And unfortunately, the courts have gone the other way and ruled and given them ever-increasing latitude to redefine these things. Uh, it's a real problem because then you're focusing on what the word is rather than what, on what the thing is. You know, we'd be focusing on things, not words. And if they, call this a, they, they, if they want to call this a premium, uh, a payroll tax premium, uh, it, it's not entirely clear that the courts would shut them down on this. It's a, it's a real problem. Possibly the only way to put an end to this kind of mischief would be a would be a referred measure or would be a, an init, a citizen initiative to say no this is this is how we're going to define this and it has to be it has to be directly tied and go back and reassert reassert what we meant by Tabor in the first place. 
It oh. is a tax because this money is all going to go to the state for them to administer it, and then they are going. And then when somebody wants paid family leave, they are going to apply to the state for that money. It it's absolutely, is a tax. it's absolutely a tax. It's absolutely a tax because it's already. It's you're going to say that income tax isn't an in, isn't really a tax because you don't pay it unless you have income. Right. Or you say, well, you know, a business this isn't really a tax because you don't pay it unless you have revenue unless you have payroll. But but that's what a tax is. I mean, it's a, it's a general tax. It's a general uh, a general tax level. On, on some form of activity. It's not a, you know, it's not a, uh, uh, a specific um, excise tax or a specific fee. It's a general tax level, and this is going to be raising that. It may be, it may be supposed to go into a particular, uh, a particular fund, but I don't think that, but, but you're paying it whether or not you're going to make use of it. Yeah. You know, if you, you're, you're paying that on your payroll tax, whether or not you're married or whether or not you're, you have kids or going to have kids. Right. It, so it seems to me that it's, it's clearly a tax. Right, right. I'm seeing an opportunity here, Molly and Joshua, as we move into this next year. I, I, I think we need to do something to, to really put some meat back into Tabor because they have been chipping away at it for the last 25 years. And the people of Colorado, because 73, that big income tax increase, ostensibly for education, went down. 110, that huge uh, state sales tax increase for transportation went down. So people are saying, we're not that interested in a lot more in taxes. Now, I know that, you know, you know, the candidates that won across the board, you know, and many times they're big government, big tax people, but, but there's Republicans also that are doing that as well. I think that we need to get our our brains around the right message here, and I think we need in 2019 to go to battle to get to get some meat back into the the you know the idea of of Tabor. Well, the idea again, if you notice at the Tabor at the at the local at the, the local or, or district level, often when people are at, sometimes they say no, sometimes they say yes, but they're more likely to say yes if a school district or a fire district or somebody or or, or SCFD or or something comes to the facility, the the cultural scientific mm-hmm. and cultural facilities district comes to them and says we'd like a tax increase. People because they kind of see what the money's going to are more likely to vote for that. Uh, they don't like these sort of large money grabs at the state level. And I think I think politicians who would be pushing for that would do well to keep that in mind. And I think also sunsets on these. I think that there needs to be sunsets on all of these tax measures to say that after a certain amount of years, we're going to come back to you and we're going to re-ask instead of uh, just a, a tax that goes on forever and ever and ever. Yeah, fr- frequently there are, uh, and you see that at the local level as well, that you have to vote for a, for it to be renewed. Most, most of the time they get renewed because it's already baked into people's budgets, already baked into mm-hmm. their thinking. You know, after it's been on the books for 10 years, you're already paying 2.9 cents instead of 2.8 cents. You're kind of used to that. Mm-hmm. But, but at least they have to come back and, and make the case. Okay. Now, we have uh, basically two minutes, and so you have to answer this question in two minutes, Joshua Scharf. And that is, you know, these new rules regarding online taxes here in, in Colorado from the Department of Revenue. Seems to me like that should have been a, a taper question. So it's undeniably burdensome. It is undeniably uh, puts the burden of proof if there's an error, puts the burden of proof on the business, and that's especially bad for small businesses. Uh, It will act as a barrier to entry. However, because it's not an increase in the general tax rate, it's 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 a change in how the sales tax is administered from district to district, uh, it probably was never really a Tabor issue.
Interesting. One other quick thing on this, though, and we were talking about it during break. This is so burdensome on small businesses. What I think is going to happen is a lot of small businesses because you're not sure if you can get it right. And so and if you don't get it right, you could be fined. And, and of course, Jared Polis had actually said something about putting employers in jail, having, you know, criminal penalties. Not even just a financial penalty. I think I think there's going to be small businesses that will say, you know what? I'm not going to do online sales in, in Colorado. So it's going to take away consumer choice. It will. It will, as I say, it will act as a barrier to entry for small businesses. And if they do choose to do that, they may end up having to be baked into their insurance, baked into their liability insurance. Which they have to which pay of course for. Will also increase as well. Yes, that's right. And if all the small business owners, entrepreneurs, innovators leave Colorado, what's that going to do for their tax revenue that they need here in Colorado? You are Debbie Downer, aren't you? Fat well, cat going to stay fat if all of the entrepreneurs leave. Molly, I don't Do think they, they, they didn't ask themselves that question. Economics in one lesson. Buy it for somebody this holiday season. <laughs> that's, your, that's your fourth <laughs> Christmas gift. my solution. Gift. I'm going to come up with a solution. I, I love it. So, Hey, Joshua Scharf, it goes too quickly. Love having you in studio. Always fun. Uh, it's great. So we're going to get you back in 2019. Thank you. Keep keep your eye on the ball on this. Uh, I, I sleep better knowing that Joshua Scharf's watching this I stuff. Is, I do, too. You know, when we say, you know, it, it is so boring to watch the government stuff that's going on in, in Colorado at the federal level. I mean, it really takes a lot of time. And so it's nice to have somebody like you that shares this information with us. But you can't give up because as boring as it is and uninterested you may be in watching the government, they are really interested in you. That's for sure. What do they say? Politics? Polly comes from many and ticks is that blood you know, <laughs> sucking thing that gets on your so, so you have to pay attention, blood Joshua Sharp. Thank you so much. You know, pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. And have a Merry Christmas, guys. You oh, too. Thank oh. you. And Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> is over. Is that it's over? over. It's over. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I never hey, get, the, get that quite nights. right, but right around there. So, hey, Thomas Lowe quotes, I have never understood why it is greed to want to keep the money that I've earned, but it's not greed.